Alright, this is Jocelyn Dunansky, Empowerment Intuitive Nursing Coach, specializing in sacred space healing and connections. Welcome, welcome. This is my very first episode of my podcast here on Anchor, and I'm also recording a video at the same time. I'm just grateful for this opportunity that I have to be able to speak and share what I do and how I assist and help the planet to become better, to become brighter and how I shine my light and it's very different to how I was taught as a young child that I was going to always be the successful person and be unhappy at the same time and I was taught from a very young age The only way that you will ever succeed is to get a good education, get a good job and uh, work for someone else and uh, pay bills off, be honest, have integrity, do all those sorts of things, live in a white picket fence home and uh, pretty much live a, a normal, safe life. As it turned out, uh, my viewpoint on that had become very much uh, different to the ideals of my parents and of course my grandparents and we live in a society now where there are so many more opportunities and there's so much more different opportunities that create money and income that doesn't mean you have to work a nine to five and work for someone else and uh, you know pay for someone else's riches but you can actually create a wonderful nest for yourself so I decided to get on that journey and there were a few things that happened in my life which I'd love to share for my first podcast so you get to know me you get to know about Jocelyn Donansky the nurse of a coach and who I was before I became this and uh, so I was a single mother for 10, 10, 11 years and uh, during that time I had a beautiful job as a professional registered nurse and a registered nurse for 13 years and uh, when I was, she would have been about 7 years old, uh, I had a birthday party family function that we went to and I had organised Uh, birthday cakes and um, a birthday party for my nephews who are like my beautiful sons Um, and everyone had come and they were going ice skating and it was a really wonderful day we had at the beach and then we went ice skating and to get straight to the point basically we were at the ice skating rink and I decided I'd put on my ice skates and one of the employees of the ice skating rink had uh, basically swept me off my feet in not a very graceful way. I landed on my left shoulder and dislocated it and that was the end of my working career as a registered nurse for about six months. And so for six months what was meant to take six weeks because I was diagnosed with, after having x-rays, a subluxation of the left shoulder, which basically means that eventually the shoulder will go back in by itself. Uh, That was not the case. It was actually a full dislocation, which actually requires 
it to be re put back into place, replaced under anaesthetic. Uh, however, you know, as things went, I, I was a registered nurse and I knew about this sort of stuff, so I did my own exercises and, um, you know, I knew what to do for my body and it took longer and I had no income, had no income coming in, uh, I was getting 75% of, at that time, part-time employment and um, my daughter had netball and she needed some new shoes so she was going through these growth spurts and uh, she came and asked mummy can I have some new shoes I need some these shoes are hurting my feet um, and it was at that moment that I realized the totality of my situation being a single mummy not having a father who could provide and protect and do all the things that a father generally does uh, that I was alone in this world so to speak and I had my parents always very supportive and loving but it wasn't the same and at that point I also felt that I had failed as a mother even though I could provide I didn't have a stack load of cash lying around for these moments where uh, you need them. I didn't have a residual income. I didn't have anything else coming in that was going to cover the costs that needed to be covered while I was incapacitated and couldn't work. And so it was at that moment that I realized, and it had dawned on me, uh, I need to find another form of income where if an injury like this happens again, I will be able to provide, I won't have to work or worry about getting a paycheck uh, and I'll be able to make side hustle with side money that will be covering all the costs of living and and enjoying myself and, and having the freedom to do whatever I wanted with my daughter. And so it was at that point where I realized uh, the traditional model of what I was taught to believe would work for me was no longer the model that I had faith or believed in because for me it wasn't wasn't working and it's not that it doesn't work it just did not work for me I didn't have enough time in the day to go and get a second job or a third job whilst being the mummy that I wanted to be for my daughter and be present in her life I didn't have that that freedom and I know other women that have that that choose to um, work two or three or four jobs to put food on the table for their children that that's awesome and I I love that but for for myself I always wanted to be present I didn't want to palm my daughter off to other people to raise. I wanted to be the main raiser of her, her ideals, her standards. I wanted to be the one that governed that that parenthood role and not someone else teaching my child things that maybe I didn't agree with and maybe uh, I, I didn't feel were the right things to teach her. And not saying that that's not okay however for me that was the choice I had made very early on that I was going to be a very proactive parent in her sports and in raising her and so that wasn't an option for me and, and I learned about the two types of ways you can make income or well, there's three however I'll focus for the purpose of this podcast the two 
that I knew of, which was traditional. Uh, 40, 40, 40. Work 40 hours a week for 40 years to retire on 40% of what you couldn't even survive on when you were earning 100%, which is the pension. You, you retire on about 40%. At the time that I was going through all this, I think it was in 2013 or 14. Maybe even early in Australia, they brought the the retirement age up, and instead of it being sixty five, it was raised to seventy, and even looking at seventy five years of age, and that didn't mean that at seventy or seventy five years of age you get your pension. What it meant was you had to wait until then to be able to be eligible to have your pension released to you, and you've been paying super for all of these years, and I knew that that. That really, you know, a lot can happen. I was 30, I think 35, 36 when I had the accident. So I knew that there's a lot that could happen between 35, 36 and 70, 75. And you're not guaranteed that you can work until you're 70, 75. And for me, that just made no sense. That didn't give me any security. I didn't believe that I could do really well, exceedingly well, uh, plugging away at a job that had become something where it was a little bit dogmatic. I was uninspired. You know, I love people. I love working with people. I love helping people. However, it became more about a pull-in-a-pocket approach, pull-in-a-potion, just fixing the symptoms but not treating the core of the issue and the real issue why the patients were presenting to emergency was for chronic emotional distress, limiting beliefs, limiting decisions that they had made, traumas, wounds, hurts that create these um, patterns and these, uh, these breakages of the mind-body-soul connection which can form in disease. Now I'm not saying that that happens all the time, I am saying within my experience and with over 24 years in the health industry, I saw a lot of my patients were suffering from other stuff but they were getting treated with medications which by, by the way, pharmaceuticals is a multi-billion dollar market, healthcare is a multi-billion dollar market and so I knew from a business perspective that we need sick people to be able to make money and uh, I slowly became misaligned with that type of approach and I became more interested in the primary health care and the before uh, you get sick and things get worse and before you need to come to the doctor what what happens in those times to prevent these illnesses and these diseases and what can we do to stop them from ruminating and creating more havoc in your body so that you can you can live ultimately the life that you want in a healthy healthy life and that became more of my passion and I learned about this second type of income which is called residual income which is passive income which is similar to Michael Jackson you know singing a song almost 20-30 years ago and it's still making money today every time it's played on the radio it's residual income is passive and you only do something once and then it just 
continues to pay over and over again and, and get paid in royalties. So I learned about passive income. That was empowering. And then I learned about entrepreneurship and the movement and mindset of entrepreneurship, which basically is becoming the boss in your own life, being the employer of yourself, learning skills, a certain uh, skill set that is required for whatever avenue you wanted to touch in, and being able to govern that, being able to be... Uh, have the professional skills, being able to network with the right people, being able to master the skills that you learn, being able to implement them, put them into action and then work with others to help others and contribute in a way which is growthful for both yourself and other people. And uh, that is where I'm at right now and that is what brought me to this path of empowerment. And empowerment is... Is, is something that is around a lot these days and it's something that is banded around and we see a lot of it on Facebook and, and social media and it's really quite the, the flavour of coaching and of just bettering other people's lives and wanting to help other people get themselves out of sticky situations that perhaps they didn't want to be in and empowering them in another way. And, and what sets me apart from all the empowerment coaches out there is that first of all, I have 24, over 24 years of experience in the health industry and working as health professional and I've worked with elderly, I've worked in head injury units looking after people who are once you know, physically capable and then after an injury, a brain injury, have become quadriplegic or have ailments that stop them from cognitively being able to behave in a way where they used to be able to and, and it affecting their physicality. I've also worked with uh, with young people. My favourite of all has been emergency because I never knew what was coming through those doors and so that for me it sparked the variety, the uncertainty that I love in life. And that fulfilled a great need for me for a very long time. Now, because I also, with my work environment and being around people who were suffering and who went through traumatic experiences and I was around people with mental illnesses who had no real way to navigate that for themselves, who lose the social skills because they, they genuinely have uh, an illness that, that limits them or they believe it limits them in making decisions like yourself and I could easily make and in, in their relationships and, and their finances and all of those sorts of things. It, it trickles into every part of life. As what I noticed because I was a very sensitive soul and my grandmother was a healer, my auntie was a healer, my mother is a healer, um, I have a lot of, I, I come from a place called Aotearoa, I actually come from a place called Waikato and Ngāpohi and I'm indigenous of New Zealand, I am Māori and a Māori wahine goddess 
And so for me, it runs in my blood. The roots of the veins of me are connected to Paputunaku, which is Earth Mother. I'm connected to Rangipapa, which is Sky Father. I'm connected to Heavenly Father or Eo. I'm connected to Source. I'm connected to everything around me. And that connection grows and expands, and especially when working with the sick and afflicted. So what happened in that space is that I was so sensitive to the needs and the the issues and the emotions and the traumas that my clients were going through that I started to, without knowing, take on board some of these ailments and issues. And it created anxiety and it created uh, this depression that I slowly started to realize was affecting my life. And that went into palpitations and wanting to have something a bit more, it was a bit more meaningful and being able to just stop worrying, stop stressing, turn that switch off and be able to function like I normally could have done before feeling these ailments. So what ended up happening for me was I had to have an operation for my heart and I remember thinking okay I don't feel like I need to have this operation however this is what the doctor's telling me and I read a book called You Can Heal a Life by Louise Hay and she talks about how she was diagnosed with cancer and how she decided to heal herself from this cancer and she did everything she went all in she changed her diet she changed her regime she sort of closed off to the world and went inwards and and really put all a hundred percent of her into healing uh, and because of that she was able to heal herself from cancer and she only passed away last year at the tender age of I think 90, 91, 92 which is phenomenal and so I implemented what she taught and lo and behold instead of getting the surgery I rang the surgeons the, the day of surgery and I cancelled and I went into healing myself and I was able to get rid of the palpitations, able to stop medication. I was diagnosed with depression, I was able to get rid of depression. I went to the gym, I lost 22 kgs and I took control of my life. And because I have this empowering story of how I healed myself, I was able to see that this stuff, this personal development that I was learning in order to create the life that I wanted and the income that I wanted in another avenue outside of my my job uh, was true. That if only I took these teachings and implemented them, that they would work. And so then I knew and understood that if I could do it, anyone could do it. And ladies and gentlemen, that is why I am on the path that I am of an empowering woman who wants to empower as many people, especially women and children, because I am a woman and I was a single mum. So I can relate to both sides of the fence and all the things that come into play when, when you're being a mummy and wanting to also do something for yourself and wanting to do better for your children. Uh, the hustle is real and I know that it can be done because I am 
a true warrior of someone who learns, someone who wants to grow, and I, I do that, that for myself as well. And so welcome to my first podcast with Anka. I'm grateful for having you here listen to my story. Please uh, search me up on Facebook or message me or uh, comment on my podcast and I will get back to you. Let's create a circle of women who empower uh, not only themselves but through their story are able to create a network of people where we can empower each other and we can show people the way, the truth, the light of who they really are, who they truly are. And now as I complete this this podcast, I'm now a, a master NLP practitioner and coach. I'm now a master hypnotherapist and a master timeline therapist practitioner. I'm also an energy healer and I'm also an intuitive goddess uh, aligned with my Māori tanga, which is in essence part healing, part embracing, part goddess, feminine flow. It's that essence that I hold deep within me with the connection that I have with my spirit guides and my guardian angels, with source with my my culture, my heritage and my country and I bring that wherever I go and uh, so as I close I would like to say that I'm very grateful to be able to serve and I look forward to connecting with people on the same path as me with absolute love and gratitude this is Jocelyn Delansky, Empowerment Intuitive Nurse and Coach specializing in sacred space, healing and connections. Thank you.